2024. It is Group Chat Thursday. It's also National Supermarket Employee Day. That's definitely a very specific day. It's also National Chili Day. I don't have like a lot of positive memories about my father, except for two. One, are we both really rocked with Star Trek The Next Generation, as well as Deep Space Nine. And two, he made a mean chili. Okay. He made a mean chili. I'm speaking about him in the past tense. He's still alive, but he, I don't know if he's still making chili. Um, coming up on the show, we have our headliner of the week, comedian Sydney Castillo, the homie, is going to join us. We're also going to talk about friends. How well do your friends really know you? <laughs> Plus mm. cancel culture. Like, how do you actually feel about it? Is it? Is there ever a time to uncancel and forgive? We want to hear from you. And our group chat topic of the week is about parents and teachers. Should parents support teachers disciplining their students? We're not talking about molly whopping, but simply, you know, holding the fort down while the kids is on the fort. So we want to hear from you about that. All right. Join the chat. one 855 8 We got more show for you because it's just getting started. It's time to listen, laugh and learn at the Amanda Seals show. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals show. It's Amanda Seals here. and We are in the midst of a group chat Thursday. All right, let's let's talk about cancel culture, y'all. I don't know um, how y'all feel about cancel culture. Once someone is canceled, well, first of all, do you feel like anyone has been successfully canceled? Well, when you think about this year, would Jonathan Majors make the list? Would Diddy make the list from from this year? It's funny we haven't heard a lot about Diddy lately. Well, I know I haven't. And Jonathan, well, he was smart enough to go away. I just saw Floyd Mayweather defending Diddy on something. Yeah. Is Floyd Mayweather, is Floyd Mayweather ever on the right side of anything <laughs> that he's talking about? Less, like, I don't, you know, forget boxing, but I feel like every time he opens his mouth, it's never where he should be ever. Floyd, unpopular yeah. opinion, Mayweather. <laughs> and, and I don't know if it's because of all the, the legal stuff, but Lizzo, it was like Lizzo was like the big thing. Mm. And then now we haven't heard a lot. From Lizzo lately, either. I saw her uh, twerking the other day with her <laughs> cheeks hanging out. So we, I've seen. Where, this. What she are you watching? Me and TJ way. didn't see that on our timeline. That <laughs> <laughs> didn't come up. Um, I mean, I guess you know if you think about someone like Travis Scott, right? Like after the tragedy that took place at his concert. They yeah. were like, it's a wrap for him forever. Like, I, you know, it's never going to come back. But then he took some time away. You know, he also is a part of the Kardashian clan. So, you know, Kris Jenner was not going to let the baby daddy of one of her grandchildren go down. Um, yeah. So, I mean, she saved <laughs> Lamar Odom's life. Mm. Um, and so now he's back. Like, I keep yep. seeing a lot more Travis Scott. Didn't he just drop a project or he's about to? I saw him on my timeline listening to house music today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think that there's cases. I will say though that in my opinion, I feel like your ability to be uncanceled depends on two main things. What what was the infraction? Mm -hmm. And what is your team? Mm. Like who is your team? So like, for instance, like Chris Brown the other day was like saying that basically he was asked to be at the all-star game, but then yeah. Ruffles said that they don't want to work with him. And so people were asking like, damn, like, is he ever going to get uncanceled for what happened with him and Rihanna? But then a lot of other people were like, it didn't stop at Rihanna. Like Karuchi had to get a restraining order against this man. Yeah. Um, I don't think anybody and he can still be gets to do tours. 
Go yeah, ahead, yeah. That's why I don't think anybody can be. If you're put out there in a public space and you have a fan base, I think to a certain degree, the way that people follow celebrities and entertainers, there's no way that you can cancel a person once they're already popular because it's always going to be somebody that rides. Some fans. Yeah, it's yeah, always going to be somebody that rides for them. I, I think. I mean, about- people were picketing Rob Kelly. I was just about to yeah, say, Robert. It's always going to be somebody. It's always <laughs> yeah. going to be a group of people that are going to ride for this person regardless, just because they're fans of their work. So that's, they're still alive, so they're not canceled. Like, I feel like that's the only way you can really truly be canceled. You don't think not- R. Kelly is canceled? Nah, I think if R. Kelly was to come out of prison in the next couple years, his conscience will be back. Yeah. He ain't never tell a lie. Yeah. No, I, I remember back when the whole mute R. Kelly, I don't know if it was a challenge, but it was, you know, something that some people were trying to do. I wasn't on board with that until I saw that special. When I saw the special, I was like, oh, OK, I can really be done with R. Kelly. Now, I've met R. Kelly before a few times, been to a few um, concerts. I actually got a good R. Kelly story, but um, been to a few concerts and it's just stack, 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 stack. Like the concert. You see how she just yada, yada, yada that supreme? I want to share it. I want to share it if y'all want to hear me. All right. When we come back, I want to hear it. Um, we'll be right back to the Amanda Seal Show. Keep it locked right here. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. It's Amanda Seals here. And we are in the middle of a group chat Thursday. We're talking about cancel culture and if it's possible to truly cancel somebody. And of course, in the conversation around cancel culture, we started talking about Robert Kelly, which then brought us to TJ, who said that she has an R. Kelly story that she would like to share with us. Okay, so this was several years ago. I was a program director at a radio station and his record label people were They asked me, would you like to come to the studio? It was the same studio that had the bed and it was called Tracks. And it was the same studio that was in the special, which freaked me out when I saw the special. Wait, wait, wait. You keep saying the special. What what are you talking about about the special? Are you talking about the tape? No, no, Surviving R. Kelly. Surviving R. Kelly. That series. Okay. I'm actually on that. Oh, wow. Oh, you got R. Kelly. Yeah, doing commentary. No Supreme. Oh, I didn't okay. escape a sorry, no, I don't sex. remember seeing you on there. Yeah, I'm in the last R- one. Okay. Oh, okay. See, and I didn't watch. I was after the first series. I was like, I don't know if I could do anymore. So, long story short, when I got invited, I was like, sure, I would love to come. They said, well, R. Kelly doesn't use any clocks. He doesn't wear a watch. He rolls on his own time. It'll probably be midnight by the time he lets us up into the actual studio. So, when we got there, there were girls everywhere, and they all had on like biker shorts and uh, uh, some sort of sports bras. Didn't pay that any attention. Right around midnight, we hear boom, 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 boom. It was R. Kelly skipping the stairs. He came down. Sorry it took me so long, y'all. Come on up. So we go into the studio. This is the studio with the bed in it. So we go into the studio. He had bought Popeye's chicken and champagne and strawberries. He said, I bought this with my own money. Y'all make sure y'all eat it. So he played, I don't remember the album. If it was 12playtp2.com, something. So he played the whole album and it was all, you know, it was really good. So fast forward to the next day. I'm standing in front of a hotel. It was a record, uh, a radio convention. R. Kelly is driving a Peach Denali. He drives up, he gets out, he comes over to me. He gives me a hug. But remember, they say R. Kelly and Robert are two different people, right? 
So he gives me a hug. He remembered meeting me the day before. I was the only female program director that was there in the room. And, you know, we just have a little chat. Well, I treated him just like any other person. I've met celebrities a lot. So I didn't, you know, I didn't fan out. So, no, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't a flex. That was a flex. But what I was told by a psychologist that maybe he was trying to size you up because I didn't fan out and I just was like, hey, you know, it was great to, you know, your album sounds great. We and can I solve didn't. this real quick. We can solve this real quick. Were you gray yet? I was not. Okay. No, R. Kelly was trying to get his records played, TJ. That's all that was. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get his records played. <laughs> well, I was playing all of his records. I mean, he's R. Kelly. And at that time, before all of that came out, you know, we, you know, everything, we, R. Kelly dropped a record radio, picked it up at that time. Now you have certain yeah. radio companies who won't touch. Most of them won't touch an R. Kelly record. But once That's I saw that, that series, I was like, wow, I was right in the room, right in there where the bed was, the whole nine. And he was very nice, very upstanding, very polite, very mannerable. I remember, I think it was Torrey when, do you, y'all remember when Torrey asked oh, him yeah, 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 yeah. about yeah. underage girls? He said, what do you mean by teenager? <laughs> <laughs> he said, what do you mean by friend. these like, like, <laughs> like teen? Yeah, so I, I don't Well, think. there you have it. That's our thoughts on cancer culture. All right, we've summed it up. So keep it like right here to the Amanda Seal Show. We got more show for you. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back, y'all. This is the Amanda Seal Show. It's your girl, Amanda Seals, and it is time for us to keep you informed. DJ Supreme is going to hit you with these 60 second headlines. <laughs> Yes, voters in South Carolina will head to the polls in the state's Republican primary this weekend. Nikki Haley, the former South Carolina governor, is facing an uphill battle from conservatives in her home state. How'd that look? How you not getting the one mm. in your own state? Like, if you got to be uphill in your own state, baby, it's, down, it's downhill from there. Sheesh. Uh, since since the Biden administration's first student loan forgiveness plan was rejected at the Supreme Court, they have been working on creating a new legally viable relief plan. So the debt cancellation could come this year under a plan known as Biden's Plan B. And I can't wait. <laughs> Listen. Those with outstanding federal loan balances that exceed what they originally borrowed, like they may be among those who qualify for this debt cancellation. But the the work that this man is doing to get money to send to all these other places, which I used to be like, well, we have to do it. And now I've done my reading and we don't have to do that. Like if we were bailing out banks and we bailed out Big Auto and we bailed out the airlines, bail out the people. Okay. Yes, absolutely. DC Young Fly is graciously asking the person who stole his book bag at the Hollywood Improv to return it pronto. The backpack actually contained the death certificate of his late girlfriend, Jackie O, with whom he had three children. I I, I don't... You listen, I I don't got a lot of patience for a lot of different folks, but I have like zero tolerance for thieves. And especially when it's thieving, not for the sake of need or necessity. Right. It's just because, well, hopefully you all will bring it back. Apparently was stole after a recent gig. And uh, when he discovered that his bag was missing after the let out of the show, he suspects it was taken by a thief. Mm. The Hollywood Improv. That's that's my home club. I didn't know we was acting like that. Come on now. 
Attention all flyers. Checking a bag on American Airlines will now cost you more than it does at every other major U.S. airline. American announced this week that the price for the first check bag on most flights is increasing to $40 for customers that did not prepay online. It will cost $35 if paid online during check-in. I mean, it, it goes along with the name. It's so American. <laughs> you know, we need a plan B and a plan A for absolutely not flying. I mean, gosh, darn it. Like, what do you, Americans sound like spirit. Right. I used to think, I thought spirit was cheap. And then when I tried to buy a flight, yeah. I was like, wait, hold, hold on now. <laughs> I like car. <laughs> y'all, y'all got me paying for the mask that might not even come down. What are we doing? Well, those are your 60 second headlines, y'all. Coming up next, we got another celebrity confession. See Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. It's Amanda Seals here, and it is time for another celebrity confession. All right, DJ Supreme, who is talking too much this week? Who would have known that the Fast and Furious franchise could have featured another hip-hop legend? This legend recently revealed that he auditioned for the role that Ludacris grabbed in Fast and Furious. He said this last month, but this clip of him revealing that he auditioned for the roles is just making rounds now on social media. The artist says Ludacris took the role. He didn't say if he was upset that he can get the role, but he did say if they watching, yeah, Put me in Fast 30. Who do you think this <laughs> Okay, so he was up for the same role as Ludacris. Yes. Ludacris ended up getting the role. And this is a rapper. Yes. This is a rapper. Um, ah, okay, what era did this rapper have his like real heyday? I'm going to give you another clue. It's close okay. to that. He was born in 1975. Oh, okay. So this is a '90s rapper. Um, mm-hmm. Is this a good rapper? <laughs> Someone um, who raps well. He's regarded by many as one of the greatest rappers of all time. Oh my gosh. Um, is he an actor? Like, has he been? Like, did he continue acting, or was this like the? Yes, he has acted. Okay, okay. So one of the greatest rappers of all time. He has acted. It's not Will Smith. Um. Yeah, Will Smith. An actor. (laughs) 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 One of the great, a a rapper that's an actor. Well, Method Man be acting, but it's not Method Method Man. Man. It's not Method Um, Man. His group broke up in 2007. Another hint for you. His group broke up in 2007? Mm hmm. Who broke up in 2007? Because I was thinking Ice Cube, but. NWA broke up a long time ago. Crazy and Fast and Furious too. All right, I'll give you one more hint. Wait, wait, wait. His group broke up in 2007. His group broke up in 2007. It's not a tribe called Quest. Um, You're okay. Don't be disappointed. Don't be disappointed. (laughs) His group. He's an actor. His group broke up. You're gonna throw the phone when you get this one. (laughs) Oh my gosh! And he's. Oh, I'll give you one more clue. One more clue. When you okay. get off this. When he was in a group, they declined an invitation to perform at the Super Bowl. They declined in 2004. Well, I am. No. They declined in 2004 
Black Eyed Peas wasn't out in 2004 yet because he wanted more time to perform their entire songs. Oh man, the seals, you can be so. What let's jump? I'm just like, who is this? One of the greatest rappers of all time. He's in a group. The group broke up. All right, this is the last one I'm giving. This is the last. He's an actor. Andre. It's not Andre Benjamin. Yes. Okay, last click. Last one. Yes, it is. It is? Yeah. I never considered Outcast to have broken up. In 2007, they did break up. It was after the um the double album. They said they were broke up. Well, I never really felt like they had really officially broken up. Yeah, but we're yeah. talking about three stacks. Yes, he was supposed to. Here's what he had to say. I was surprised at this. I don't think he would have did well in this movie, but yeah. He's not acting. Is not really his forte. Go on. Why haven't you been in one of the Fast and Furious movies? <laughs> I could see you driving a fast car, like uh, off a cliff or something, into like a boat. I would have, but I think Ludacris took took the role. <laughs> no, I actually tried. I actually tried out. I tried out for Fast and Furious, and uh, you Ludacris did actually took the role. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Are you, are you angry about that? No, not at all. I mean, because I wasn't ready. Like, no, no. Nah. You weren't ready to Tokyo Drift. <laughs> No, I mean, I remember that uh, audition, man. I was so nervous, man. Like, I wouldn't have hired me. But it's still a possibility. It's still, the door's open as far as you're concerned. Yeah, possibly. So if they're watching, this is their opportunity. Yeah, if they're watching, yeah, put me in, what, Mm -hmm. Fat 30? No. Sure. Now, someone in the chat just said that Dre is not the greatest. He is my favorite MC of all time. (laughs) That's why I thought you were going to get it when I said that one. When I said regarded by many as one of, I was going to say regarded by Amanda Seals as one of the greatest of all time, but you definitely got it. And you beat me in the block quiz. So, you know, I ain't giving you nothing today. (laughs) (laughs) Hater, hater. All right. Well, there you have it. Andre 3000. Look out for him in Fast and Furious 57. All right. We'll be right back to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. Come on. We speak the world on this time. We shine and rise. We up, we up, we up. The Amanda Seal Show. up y'all we're getting closer to that weekend vibe it's the amanda seals show i'm amanda seals it's thursday february 22nd happy birthday if today is your birthday and uh we're gonna tell you what's coming up this hour we're talking about parents and teachers okay this is our group chat topic of the week should parents support teachers disciplining their children or do you feel like nah just you teach the facts and then i will teach how to deal with the ethics. Let us know. We want to know. So the phone lines are open. one 855 8 That's one 262 And if you miss any of the show, you can listen to our daily podcast available everywhere you get your podcasts. It's time to listen, laugh, and learn at the Amanda Seal Show. What's up, y'all? It's the Amanda Seal Show. I'm your favorite comedian and common sense specialist, Amanda Seals. And it is time to get into our group chat topic of the week. Parents, parental units. This break is for you. I came across a video of a mother detailing how she dealt with her child's phone getting taken by a teacher at school. I want to know what you would have done in this situation. Let's listen. 
my daughter teacher called me and she said, hey, I'm just calling because, you know, they're supposed to turn their phones in and receive them back at the end of the day. And I caught your daughter with her phone. She's 11. I caught your daughter with her phone and um, she said she didn't have the phone. She just had the case. Later on, I found out that she actually had the phone. So I took the phone and um, I'm going to give it back to you to her to bring home. But if it happens again, we're going to keep it. I said, no, 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 that's that's not going to happen. Let me tell you what's going to happen. I said, you're going to take that phone and you're going to keep it. I said, I, I don't care how long you keep it. It can be for seven days or 30 days. That's your discretion. Because what she needs to do is learn to respect you. And she needs to learn to stop lying to you. So, yeah, that phone is yours. We laughed at it. And then I got off the phone. I never said anything else to my daughter. She said we talked about it amongst ourselves. She said I never said nothing to my daughter. Now, Supreme, you are the resident father here at the Amanda Seal Show. What are your thoughts? I think that was I think it depends on your child and the relationship you have with the teacher. This seemed like a pretty rational teacher and they have a good relationship. It seemed like she was already involved with getting to know the teacher and seeing where the teacher was coming from. So it seems like she trusted the teacher and she trusted the teacher's judgment on her child. And she knows her child as well to know that her child was lying. So did y'all have teachers that like you feel were trustworthy? Um, with my youngest son, yes, so far. With my oldest son, I thought this one teacher that he had was racist, and he ended up having problems with her. So, yeah, it, it depends on the. You got to check the vibe. You got to check the temperature of the room when you're dealing with the teachers. TJ, did you have teachers that you felt like were were trustworthy? Did your how was your mom dealing with the teachers? Oh, my mother did support the teachers. Um, she was very involved, and but I had some really good teachers. I went to I went to some good schools, though, that the teachers really did, you know, care. I don't know. I went to a private school from first through 12th grade and it was no, no, first through eighth grade. And um, the teachers really did pay attention. Every Tuesday we got what we called a Tuesday Tatler. What did you say, Amanda? <laughs> you didn't hear that. I know she didn't, she didn't hear, hear it. <laughs> I didn't hear it. She said I you said, bougie. Okay, bougie. Oh no, it ain't that. It ain't that at all. But it did make a difference when your teachers really cared. Now, I yeah. don't know about discipline. Well, I was a good I was a good girl in class. Right. So I didn't have to I, I wasn't that one to get to need discipline really in school. Um, when we come back, we have our callers who have chimed in on this topic. So we're gonna get to the phone lines. One eight five five Amanda Eight is the number. We'll be right back. To the Amanda Seal Show. Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals here, and we are in the midst of a group chat topic of the week. And we want to know from y'all, you know, what's the relationship like between you and your kids' teachers? Do you want the teachers to discipline them, or is it really just like, nah, 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 stay in your lane, give them homework, and that's that's it. I will handle the rest. Let's go to the phone lines. I would like to say that the level of success that I have had in my life is a direct correlation of the foundation that I was being raised on at home, but then when I went to school, the teachers and the coaches that cared enough about me and loved me enough that continued to foster and cultivate that same home environment that I had has paid huge dividends. So I think it is essential that 
teachers should be able to discipline and help our young children understand the importance of accountability, responsibility. Bad enough you have teachers who are underpaid that have to be guidance counselors. They have to feed some of these kids. They talk about teachers having to carry guns. They are already doing more than what they need to be doing as a school teacher. But now factor in ill-mannered children in class, it has to stop. I mean, I think that's true. Um, At the end of the day, you know, it takes a village, right? Like, that's what we always say. It takes a village. So if your kid is at school all day with somebody that's Mm -hmm. not you it would be in your best interest to try and form a relationship. But I know, I know from my own experience, just as a child, like there were certain teachers that my mom really was like, nah, you ain't, you ain't it. Yeah. (laughs) Like listening to what he was saying too, you know, shout out to all the teachers out there because it's a very difficult, difficult job. Thankless job. And from the time that I spent in, in schools, substitute teaching, I didn't see as much parental support as I would have mm-hmm. liked to. Like, parents were not coming to the parent-teacher conferences. You know, really? the, the oh. teachers would set up shop and the parents would, it would be very few. You know, maybe it was the schools that I was, I was in public schools. Maybe it was the schools that I were, was in, but I didn't see a whole lot of support that I was accustomed to getting when I was there in school. Interesting. Well, we're going to get more input from y'all when we get back because this is a group chat Thursday and it's all about y'all for this group chat topic of the week. We'll be right back to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Yes, y'all, it's the Amanda Seal Show. I am Amanda Seals and we are in the midst of a group chat topic of the week talking about teachers and parents and the relationship. Now, I've been watching Abbott Elementary season three and, uh, you know, I've seen, I've seen, Quinta do interviews talking about Abbott Elementary and, and talking about how her mother was a teacher. And she echoed the same thing that you were saying last break, TJ, where like parents weren't really trying to, you know, connect with the teachers. And I've seen people on the Instagrams, you know, on the Internet say things like, um, once I drop my kid off at the school, like it's not my job, like it's your job, you oh, know, wow. kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, I've definitely seen that. And I'm just like, well, you know. It might be their job, but like you made a person. That's right. to me like the responsibility here. goes yeah. much further than the person that's paying, getting paid to work a job. That sounds right. crazy. With not a lot of salary and spending their own money, like we talked about the other day, for supplies, for food. I saw it all. Teachers are buying clothes for kids, socks for kids, and really taking care of your kids when they in yeah. class. Absolutely. That's real. We've had people on the show talk about those teachers in their back of the class segments. You know what I'm saying? Where teachers looked out for them. Like Viola Davis has like a very well-known story in her book where like she had a teacher that like really like got her together um, because she just, you know, her parents couldn't afford to, to, to send her to school in the, I guess it wasn't even the uniform. I think she, I I don't remember. Anywho, buy the book, buy the book. Uh, Let's go to the phone lines. (laughs) Yeah. When I was a kid going to school, my, uh, Parents make sure they uh, I follow all the rules that the teachers put in place. If I anybody got disrespectful, if I got disrespectful, my parents be the ones. My dad specifically show up and with my in school. And back then, teachers were also allowed to discipline you. So I, I will always make sure I was on my best behavior. I just can't imagine a teacher trying to hit me. 
we would have been tussling y'all. I think he said his dad would come up there. Oh, I thought he, no. Yeah, he said yeah, that yeah. it was when he said teachers could still do corporal punishment. Oh, okay, okay. He's from way back in the day. That, that does dead. sound crazy. Yeah. He said it's from way back in the day. God dang, he's, <laughs> he's that man. The students hitting the teachers nowadays, though. Yeah, oh, they are. Man. <laughs> that's true. I don't want to that's put them true. all in the same bag, but some students are hitting teachers. We've seen the video. It's true. It's true. We've seen the videos. We got more from y'all when we get back. This is the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals. We're here in the group chat Thursday. We look forward to hearing more from you. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here. We're in the midst of a group chat Thursday talking about parents and teachers and, you know, how much carte blanche should parents be giving teachers in the classroom? Uh, so let's go to the phone line, one eight five five amanda 8 That's one eight five five two six two six three two eight. Yeah, I think these uh, teachers should discipline these kids more often. Back in my day, they was getting, my teachers to pull my ear and tell me to get back to work. Nowadays, these, these parents want to fight the teachers. They want your kid more times than you are. I, I think the teachers should definitely discipline. Mm. Listen, I remember my friend was a teacher and she was like, Amanda... The parents be coming here like I'm trying to bother them. <laughs> like it's crazy. And she's like, I don't, I promise you, I don't want to bother you. Like, I really don't. But your son, we watched Schindler's list in the class, and your son started a gang in the school called the Nazis. And your son is a black child. Like, we gotta, we gotta get to the bottom. This is a true story. And she said what? the mother was. And she, yeah, this is a true story. And she said her. She said the mother said to her, "Well, why did y'all watch that movie?" Mm. <laughs> she was like, and at that, no she was like, right. And she said at that moment, she was like, "Oh, like this really is just not. This is like a lost cause." And then the mother's phone rang, and she had a ringtone, and the ringtone was hot in her, and she was like, "You know what? <laughs> hot in her. I did my best. <laughs> this isn't going to go anywhere. <laughs> Let's go to the phone lines." I'm going to say absolutely not. That's my job. Furthermore, I know that my child would not yeah. do anything to probably cause that issue to even come up. Mm. And let it be clear that before my child leaves home, we go over the do's and don'ts of what's supposed to happen while you're at school. So with that being said, Amanda, no, that's my job to discipline my child. If the teacher has a problem with that, I know that uh, they will call me and I will rectify that issue. Have an amazing day. Hello. Well, what do we consider discipline? Yeah, that's that's yeah. that's the question right there because different people have different things they can consider discipline. So it's really a subjective question, and what it's really based off of how your parents disciplined you. I mean, because I feel like her tone, she thought she took discipline to mean like they whooping your baby with a ruler. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And she yeah. was like, yeah, that absolutely tone. not. Yeah, it could mean I'm gonna hit you, but it like you said. <laughs> It could this be a variety. Like calling the parents. Yeah. Or even just correcting the child. And I think that I, I wouldn't even be surprised to say that there's some parents who feel like, nah, like don't, don't correct anything that isn't an answer on a test. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. You know what I mean? Like I've seen, I've seen parents, um, specifically conservative parents say that they don't want teachers teaching ethics and moral morality and values to their kids. They just want them to be teaching them, you know, facts from a book. 
And the reality though, is that as a teacher, you're contextualizing how these facts exist. Like it doesn't mean anything to simply just say like there was a war in 1812. Like if we're gonna discuss the war, we have to get into like what started this, like what kept it going, where were the missteps, et cetera, et cetera. And it involves people. So that's gonna have to involve some form of addressing, you know, the ethics and the the morality or or, or the lack thereof. They go to school with real issues. I remember teaching a class, and the uh, first time I met a young man, well, he was a boy. He handed me a ball, and he was like, "This is my stress ball. So when I'm stressed out, I need you to give me your ball, my ball." And I said, "I'm gonna put it right here." And I knew when he was getting ready to act up, let me give him his stress ball. Like our, some of our, our children really are dealing with some really adult issues and they understand yeah. that some of them are asking for their medication. It's, it's a lot that, that teachers are dealing with in class. It's so much before you can actually educate the student. Yes. Mm. Yes. And that's why when we see things like votes for school board, votes on things like school lunch, right. you know, like votes on things like transportation, et cetera. Like you got to be present for that because you're trying to set up your kids for the best opportunity to learn and also set the teachers up for the best opportunity to teach. All right. Well, that's a group chat topic of the week for you right here at the Amanda Seal Show. We love y'all calling in. So make sure to do so. one 855 amanda 8 That's 1-855-262-6328. And if you have additional thoughts about this, now that you've heard the segment, it ain't never too late to let us know. Call us up. We'll be right back to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the And today is Thursday, February 22nd. Did you know that it was on this day in 1989 that DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince won the first rap Grammy for their single Parents Just Don't Understand? It was on the album, He's the DJ, I'm the Rapper. This was back in the days when the DJ's name came before the rapper. Remember that? Remember that was a big... That was how it was to be, you know? Uh, Eric B. and Rakim. Mm. Eric B. is the DJ. Yeah. Eric B. is the DJ. I never do that. That's what's up. You know what? That was... <laughs> I knew I was going to get in trouble. I knew I was going to get in trouble when I said it. When I said it. <laughs> Cut. Let's do that it again. That is Sydney Castillo, who is our headliner <laughs> of the week. Sydney Castillo will join us as we talk about friends. Will they stand their ground? How well do you feel like your friends know you? We're going to get into that, all right? We're going to get into that. How much do you actually reveal to your friends? Are you one of these surreptitious, like, secret squirrel type of people? We're going to get into all of that and uh, more with Sydney Castillo and the team right here at the Amanda Seal Show. Don't forget, if you miss any of the show, you can check us out wherever you get your daily podcasts. It's time to listen, laugh, and learn. We'll be right back. It's the Amanda Seal Show. Check this out, On Thursday, we group chat. It is what everyone's talking about. Welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. It's Amanda Seals here. I'm Amanda Seals. This is a group chat Thursday. And I want to welcome to our show, the headliner of the week. 
Ashley Castillo. You know what's so fun about having a show? I can just like have like my actual friends on the show and then we just chat about things that we would just normally just chat about. But we like doing it like on a show. Uh, Sydney is a gifted stand-up comedian, actor, producer, writer, really good friend who lends an ear in times of need. He's written for shows like Marlon on NBC, The Neighborhood on CBS. He'll be a part of the Netflix is a Joke Festival coming up in May. And he uh, is the writer du jour whenever you see me do shows like like uh, Celebrity Squares, you know, mm. and, and the jokes is happening. You know, there's a collab between me and Sydney. You know what I'm Whoa. saying? Now, Sydney, I got to ask you, do you feel like your friends really know you? Yeah, I do. Like my core friends, like I would say, like people I grew up with and, you know, they, they really know me. Know me so well, like if I come in the house, they come in my house and like my blinds are down, they know I've been going through it. Open the blinds, get some sun, like I ain't hurt from you. Mm. Like my friends like really know me. And I, but I don't consider, I don't tell everybody everything. So if you really know me, then like you can like, yeah, you know a lot about me. I feel like you're a very talkative person. About certain things, right? Like when we opened up about medicine earlier, I was like, ah, I feel vulnerable. Did right. you? You know what yeah, to tell. Yeah. You were so smooth with it. Uh, yeah, I'm, I mask it very well. Yeah. <laughs> Acting. <Absolutely. laughs> Genius. As soon as we got off here, I was going to DM everybody. Not a, you might not tell a soul I take Lexi. <laughs> <laughs> there will be Indians in that. No, you know, we were asking this question because I had a friend like just do something the other day that I, I, I chalked it to like, oh, like you just didn't know that I don't rock with that. And it made me ask the question, like, do your friends really know you and do you let your friends really know you? Like see, like Supreme and TJ, like I wonder, like now TJ, you are 100% black American. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. Now, I will say that all of my 100% black American women friends have a level of mystery to them that I don't know. Like all my West Indian friends, like they don't like they really just ah. But like all of my friends that I have that are 100% Black American women, there's always an, an element of mystery. Hmm. Like maybe I like maybe I haven't like met their family or like maybe I ain't really been to the house like that. You know what I'm saying? Or like you know it's like Tommy. Like what do you do for me? Like <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You know it's funny that you said I had to think about it, but I I think. The ones that I went to school with, actually, my sorority sisters, they know me. The the crew that I went, my crew crew that I went to school with. So they know I'm the friend that's going to leave the chat for maybe a month. And then they're going to tell me off. And then okay. they're going to welcome me back. You know. <laughs> Why do you leave the chat? I don't know. I just have this, this bad habit of, like, not responding for a while. And then, you know, my... My one ace, she like, girl, cuss me out. I'm sorry, dude, you know, but we're going to take you back this time. But I, I don't know. They know that that's me. That's the normal thing that I do. But they always take you back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After they tell got, me how I, they I feel. I got a group chat you need to talk to. What about Supreme? How about you? I feel like um, for the, I think I don't tell everybody everything. I think it's for me being um, like I'm the oldest child. And my brothers didn't come along to like five, six years after I was born. So I'm kind of used to being solo dolo. Uh. So, you know, I have friends from since high school, but 
it's a difference between friends and acquaintances. So I have a small circle of real friends and I feel like they know me pretty well. But like TJ, I'll kind of dip on the scene, then dip out the scene, kind of do my solo thing because I've lived different places than my friends live too. So it's a little different. I think each story is different with each friend. You have different friends for different things. Yeah. Okay, when we come back, I want to extend this conversation to the, the difference when you are adult with friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What does it take to for somebody to no longer be a friend? Because I feel like the older I get, the less mm-hmm. it takes. <laughs> we'll be right back to The Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back, y'all. It's the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals here, and we are joined by one of my favorite human beings, comedian, producer, actor, writer, Sydney Castillo. I love this. I love this, Amanda. I love this dog. I love this. <laughs> I love that you got I, I love it. I want to buy one just to have for regular FaceTimes. What up, Amanda? <laughs> <laughs> so you know i wanted to, i wanted to have the friend conversation with sydney because sydney's like my actual friend and but i feel like we have the kind of friendship where like we don't have to talk to each other for like months on end but then when we see each other it'll be like lock in yes right yes. and i feel like as an adult that's that's a majority of my friendships am i alone in this no, I think as you get older, I think it's immature to think the same dynamics should stay the same just because you got lives. Like all my friends have families, right? They got mm. nine to fives. They got, you know, newborns to 16 year olds. So it's like, I would be weird if I'm like, hey, bro, I called you three times, you know, in high school, you used to always pick up. So I feel like people just evolve. You know what I mean? Like it just is what it is. And then, you know, but like I say, when I see some people, I come home, I ain't talked in a while. It's all love. And then some people feel, you know, like slighted. And I'm at the age where Do I'm going to let you so feel that slighted. Was gonna, that was my next wow. question. Do they feel slighted? Yeah. Sometimes they feel slighted. Like, you know, is it like the people home, that are still at home in Texas. Yeah. If I come home and I don't get to see everybody, some people might feel slighted. I'm like, yeah. Hey y'all, when I come home, it's Maryland. It's my mother. And then everybody else falls in after that. Right. And if I don't get to everybody, I love you. I love, I'll be back. You yeah, better be popular good. guy. You better, <laughs> you better be in the parade. <laughs> He's like, y'all, I'm, there's only one of me to go around. <laughs> I feel just... like that, but you feel me? <laughs> Guys, please, 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 please. In Because I guess Milwaukee is like, TJ, you were here? Yeah, I mean, and, and you can't, you don't have enough time. It's just not enough time to see everybody. So you say... I'm going to try or you just don't, you know, I just can't. I don't have the time because there's only so many lunches and dinners you can have in a day. Absolutely. I'm at the house. When I, like, I mean, when there were still people in Orlando because like, you know, people, most people have moved away now, but like when I would come back from school, I'm at the house. You want to see me come to the house. The same house you used to come to when I was in high school. Come to the house. Wow, wow, wow. Do y'all have friends that have like, I don't want to call them titles. Like I'm the friend that they come, that the crew comes to when they need encouragement. Then there's a friend that you go to when you want to act crazy. You know, the the friend that when you really want to get ratchet, you know which one she is. We all friends though. But everybody yeah, has yeah, a role. Everyone has a role in in, oh, in the thing. The one that will keep you and your finances together. We we know who she is. <laughs> so I'm not a part of a clique. So I feel like I'm a different role to different people. Okay. Like I'm the kind of person who I'm like that one friend to a lot of people. Whereas like some people are part of like a friend group. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like you know, 
I don't know if it's just because of like my dopeness or something. Like I just have to like spread my, you know, my dopeness around. Um, small dose. But small, small dose. That was good. That was good. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> like I think in general though, like I'm the, she going to keep it a buck with me friend. Like I am that friend. Like, th- like most people don't come to me until with something until they're ready to receive like the mm. actual truth, the real. you know, yeah. like, and cause, cause now, cause they know that I'm going to give it to them. And now once they know it, they can't lie to themselves mm-hmm. about it. I can see that. Sid, who are you in the friend squad? I am the person for like, I feel like for my women friends, like relationships and like goals. I was about to say. Like relationships and goals. Like what's That's up? the first person I saw the morning after Devon left my house. That's oh, the, this man right here is the first person I saw. But I keep it a buck with him. Like I, um, I try to be honest with my women friends about, you know, certain things just because, you know, I wasn't the best dude in my 20s. You feel me? So it's like, just a perspective of like, you know, kind of help them. I feel like I, I take pride in that if you come to me on that type of, you know, ball game. When we get back, uh, we're going to wrap this up and I want to hear from you all about what are your friend deal breakers. All right. This is the Amanda Seal Show. We're here with Sydney Castillo. Don't move. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. The Amanda Seal Show. I'm your girl, Amanda Seals. And uh, we are here with our headliner of the week, Sydney Castillo, on a group chat. Thursday. We talking about friends for this group chat topic. And I was thinking like, okay, what are your deal breakers for like what allows people to stay in your friend circle? And I know for me, like if you switch up, I can't. I, mm. I only and, and and at this point, it's one time. No you power. do one switch of Rooney. I may not completely cut you, but one switch of Rooney is gonna move you from friend to acquaintance, and then you do some weird kind of funny again. It's the white hand thumbs up. Stay up. Yeah. 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 Mine is disloyalty. Mm-hmm. Uh, like um switching up loyalty and like um if you if you align yourself with somebody I probably can't get along with, then mm-hmm. I'm gonna let you make it. Just because I can't be controlling and tell you who to hang out with. But right. I know I might like- I might put myself in situations that are not beneficial to me. If I hang around, if I, you know what I mean? So I just might distance myself. And that's no shade like to you. I, I'm like doing what's best for me. when I saw Tiffany Haddish hanging out with Zionists, I was like, ah, like you're aligning yourselves, yourself with people I can't, can't rock with. Yeah, I get it. TJ, I feel like it's hard for people to piss you off. Well, <laughs> you know, my friends, we keep it real, real with each other. It can get kind of rough. I think I told y'all, and I won't even go through the whole story, but I had a friend who accused me of wanting her husband. And she accused me in a way of telling me off in front of the crew. And I was there. I it wasn't, just, but I um, <laughs> it, it's, it's almost like some real housewife stuff because we still in the crew together, but I, I don't really mix with her, but I mix with everybody else in the crew. And everybody Wait, is, hold up. I, you still mix with the people that was there while you were getting cursed because, out? No, they were on my side. Oh, oh, you know, oh okay, okay. She was wild and, and everybody was, you know, trying to get her to calm down, but oh, she was on okay. a, a thing. Okay. So, you know, we still, that's why I say it's almost like housewives. We still have outings and trips and I'm just like, wow, she's always going to be here. So I could even be cordial, but we're just not friends anymore. Mm. I hold on just scrap. You know oh, what I'm saying? Just, Come on. That's what men always talk about. <laughs> no, Let's I got a friend I would one. rather scrap with right now. I don't talk to him. I would rather scrap than work it out because we've been friends so long. I think it's silly. We ain't talking like two years. I would rather fight it. 
right? And I know it sounds crazy. Then I'll no. probably get it off me. And then be like, all right, now I can be cordial again. I just need to get that off me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that get makes it sense. off me. However, you need to deal with it. Yeah. See, like, I don't know that that would work for me. I feel like we would fight and then I'd be like, still don't still like mad. you. Yeah, still yeah, don't yeah. like you. Because you hit me in my eye. <laughs> <laughs> I think we, we can fight and get over it and keep it moving a little bit easier as men than women. Like women be, when they get into it, it's like, oh man. Like, But I feel like at this, I, do you feel like as you've gotten older, your tolerance has changed? Like I think you either get older and you get more relaxed or you get older and you get more high strung. And I definitely have gotten more high strung. Especially probably, since the pandemic. Oh, interesting. Let me hear that. Yeah, you know, because all the th- life changed after the pandemic. Our priorities got different. We we looked at, well, I should say I did. I looked at life differently and looked at what really mattered. You know, when we didn't know what was happening in the world, you looked at what was, you know, the people that you love, the things that you really love to do, your life, what really mattered. Because we get so caught up on the petty stuff yeah. that the, mm-hmm. the things Absolutely. that really matter sometimes we kind of let go by because we so mm-hmm. far into the drama of life, you know? Wow. So after going through that, I'm like, okay, these people matter to me. I got to make sure I'm staying in contact because time passes and we don't get that time back. <laughs> it triggered so do, me. You have, do you have any wisdom to add before we close? Because you know you, you're you deep. If you don't let me know why you're upset and then you're still upset, I'm at an age where I would let you just be upset and I'll keep moving. You know what I mean? He's I know it sounds weird. Dog, he your friend. It's a, it's Why a friend are you that, lying on mm. this show? I wish we had, we had an offline. Offline, offline. Well, you know what? Where can they hear you online? And where can they check out Sidney Castillo and his uh, joke stylings, his comedic stylings? I I'm on Instagram at Sydney is funny, S Y D N E Y. If you're in the LA area, May 9th, I'm doing the Netflix is a Joke Festival at UCB. Um, March 9th, I'll be in St. Louis at the Helium Comedy Club. And yeah, I'll just be out and about. All right, there you go, y'all. That is our headliner of the week, Sydney Castillo. You can check him out tomorrow on Thicket Thicket for the record. And then we're going to go to the back of the class. You know what to do. Keep it locked right here. It's the Amanda Seal Show. We got more group chat Thursday for you. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. What's up, y'all? I'm Amanda Seals, and it is time to listen, laugh, and learn. Now, this is an interesting word, DJ Supreme, because I feel like it's a word that you've definitely heard, but you may not have actually ever thought about what it actually means. Okay. So the word of the day is lampoon. <sighs> lampoon. I know National Lampoon's vacation. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but I thought well, that first, was the day. Here's a question for you. It what what figure of speech do you think it is? Noun, um, verb, adjective, adverb? I think it's a noun. No, and I had a feeling you thought that. No, it's mm. a verb. Really? Mm-hmm. In the context of National Lampoon's, it does sound like a noun. I would think to lampoon means to joke around then. Close. Very, okay. very close. Very, very close. Like right there. To lampoon someone or something is to ridicule okay. that person or thing. 
especially okay. through the use of harsh satire. Makes sense now. National Lampoon's vacation. Yes. Yeah. Uh, black comedians are going to Club Shay Shay to lampoon other black comedians. <laughs> They're running down on each other to comedy shows now. I mean, <laughs> God dang. Coming up this hour, we got I Be Knowing. We're going to take more calls. Plus, we got In Case You Missed the 60 Second Headlines. All right. Give us a call, 1 855 Amanda 8. And follow us on Seals Said It on Instagram. Follow us, Seals Said It on Instagram. We'll be right back to listen, laugh, and learn at the Amanda Seals Show. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals here, and it is time for us to get into another edition of I Be Knowing. So I shared this post on Instagram the other day. I think part of the reason, and I don't know if y'all feel the same way, part of the reason I feel so angry these days and so just like discordant is because I feel like I just, I got got. First of all, I was in a three-year relationship with a who ended up being a complete fraud. So I feel like I got got there. Then, like, I'm going through it with realizing that, you know, parents are people. So you feel like you got got there. But then the world is just not at all what I feel like me as a smart, conscious person even thought it was. And I feel like I'm in a constant state of godage. Is it just me? And then I look at these people, and I just did a political comedy documentary in July of last year where I had respect and regard for the role that politicians play and for what they do. And within the last nine months, I have conceived, gestated, and birthed a whole new radicalism and consciousness around the absolute perfunctory purpose of these individuals. I captioned that post with the statement, I understand Paul Robeson now. And people were asking, like, what do I mean by that? And I said, if you know, you know. So I guess some people didn't know. But Paul Robeson, at the height of his career in the early 1900s, was a super duper star. Like, it's not like he was just like famous on the Chitlin circuit. Like he was globally known okay like and as a black man at that time right on the heels of emancipation like that was a really really big deal and it allowed him to be in spaces where you know he was really like the only person i mean it would be him and his wife and then he started getting involved in different movements and he was very heavily involved in the communist movement and when you learn about these things within a certain context space it's always treated as if that was like a bad thing right because we've seen we've seen america for so long, really just treat like communism is like a cookie cutter thing that is one thing. And if it's there, it's bad. Um, but when you start to study things, you understand the nuances of like how things can be better managed and how different social um, setups are not just being he- even if the vision of it is one thing, the people carrying it out are ruining it. It's that kind of thing. But the point that I want to make about what I said is because later in his life, they said that Paul Robeson went crazy. And they said that he had essentially lost his mind. And I'm not saying that there isn't a possibility of the reality around something like dementia, mm-hmm. etc. Right. But I also feel like Paul Robeson had started to become very politically conscious, very politically involved. And it meant that his stardom and his fame as a black artist was no longer useful to the powers that be who were prancing him around mm. like, oh, look what America did. 
And so then they start vilifying him, which is what we always see happen, right? Because we live in a place that talks about like freedom of speech and that talks about like the ability to talk about the system, et cetera, et cetera. But that only is to a certain point. Because if you do that in the wrong space, they will absolutely shut you down in a myriad of ways. Sometimes it's not even about like death. They will quote unquote cancel you and cancel culture didn't just start recently. <laughs> like, yeah. no, we have seen where people get definitely like labeled crazy, right? Or people get definitely labeled a conspiracy theorist or people get labeled dangerous, et cetera, et cetera. And now they're no longer a viable voice. And so when I said that at the end of that video uh, in the caption, I was saying that because I feel like I'm at a point where my knowledge of the world and what's going on is so expansive that it could drive me crazy. Mm. Right. And that it start once you start seeing things like this, even if it doesn't drive you crazy, if you talk about it, people can make you seem like you crazy. That's a fact. Because you're saying the things that they have so successfully made people believe are not real. And when we what what something that I've really come to understand is that the concept of the conspiracy theorist is really a label that has been created to shut up people who ask questions. Mm. Now, don't get me wrong. There are some people who really do be wilding, okay? I don't think the earth is flat. <laughs> but I think it trains people to think that asking questions is actually dumb. And when it comes to this government, there are no dumb questions. We'll be right back. I be knowing. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. All right. Thank you guys. It's the Amanda Seal Show. We are heading on out here. Thank you for joining us this group chat Thursday. And shout out to my homeboy, our headliner of the week, Sydney Castillo. He joined us in the group chat. We talked about friends. We talked about all different kinds of situations with friends and friendship. And I think that's a conversation that is always necessary. And we made it fresh. So make sure you check it out wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Remember, you can also follow us on Instagram and YouTube at Seals Said It. Follow us at Seals Said It. Keep them calls and comments coming in. Our lines are open 24-7. All right. Coming up on Friday's show. It's a fun Friday. A feel-good Friday. We'll have things I learned this week. The Public Seals announcement and the Black Spin. Plus, we'll be talking about lyrics. And we'll keep it positive with Black Joy stories. The NBA is spreading Black Joy and so is actress Melinda Williams. That's my girl. All that and more on Friday is the Amanda Seals show. Now, make sure you go to amandaseals.com and sign up for my newsletter so you can get in information. You can get knowledge. You can also find out about the cool stuff that I got going on on this show and beyond. I will be in San Diego this weekend at the Laugh Factory San Diego. Get your tickets at amandaseals.com. I'll be there Friday and Saturday. All right. So I hope to see you all there. Remember, we are each other's business. When we look out for each other, we lift each other up. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up.